Hey, come on in, come on in, and welcome to Entrepreneurs Can Party. Let me show you around. This is an entrepreneurship podcast for business owners, entrepreneurs, creatives, and those aspiring to be so. The aim is to introduce you to inspiring, like-minded people who are doing what they love every single day and having so much fun in the process. You see, business can and should be fun. You'll have the opportunity to hear their stories, be given tools and advice to succeed, and to taste what is possible when you think and dream bigger. Me? (laughs) I'm your host, Scott Stockdale, and I'll be learning just as much as you as I show you around. It's my job as a fellow entrepreneur to tease out their habits, routines, successes, failures, favourite resources, books, etc, etc. All that good stuff. Alrighty, make yourself at home, grab yourself a drink, and let's get this party started. Hey, hey, welcome to episode 17 of Entrepreneurs Can Party. I'm your host, Scott Stockdale. And before I jump into this month's update, I just wanted to point you in the direction of a couple of competitions I'm running simultaneously at the moment. The first of those is I'm giving one lucky listener the chance to win a year's supply of Netflix on me by leaving a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. So it's dead easy to enter. All you need to do is leave a review on Apple Podcasts. There's a link to do this in the show notes and you will automatically be entered into the prize draw which is taking place on the 30th of April. So if you're listening to this episode on the Saturday that it's released, you'll have about a week to kind of get your entry in. So yeah, really easy to enter. Win a year supply of Netflix. I figured, you know, in this corona time, we've probably all got a bit more time to watch on TV, watch some Netflix, watch your favourite movies, and you can do so out of my back pocket. So a couple of people who've left reviews this week, well actually there's, been a, there's kind of been an influx of reviews this week, which is lovely. Uh, first of those I wanted to read out because it was lovely is come uh, from Luke who's the host or co-host of The Entrepreneur, The Human Entrepreneur. Great podcast, some really cool guests. He's had Arminda, who is the founder of Boot Buddy, which was on Dragon's Den back in 2016, one of the youngest ever uh, people to get backing from Dragon's. So yeah, incredible stories. And Luke wrote, Scott is an incredible host and has supported the growth of my entrepreneurial journey tremendously. And thank you so much, Luke. That means a lot. And I hope I can continue to support you on your entrepreneurial journey. And the other one I wanted to read out this week has come from Chloe. And Chloe wrote, I love these podcasts. I look forward to them and seeing who is on them. It's great how different the guests are. Super job, Scott. Keep them coming. Super proud of you. That's very heartwarming, Chloe. Thank you so, so much. So yeah, just to recap that, if you're looking or wanting to enter the competition to win a year's supply of Netflix on me, simply rate and review Entrepreneurs Can Party on Apple Podcasts like Luke and like Chloe have done this week. The second competition I'm doing, or have been kind of doing for the last three or four weeks, is the Saturday Movie Quiz, which can be found on my Instagram page, at Entrepreneurs Can Party. And here... For those who haven't checked out my Instagram, I do a weekly movie quiz where essentially I give three clues to a movie on my Instagram story and people have to guess what that movie is. And at the end of the day, I then do a prize draw where one lucky person wins two tickets to Everyman Cinema to watch a film of their choice. So I figured because April, you know, it's a weird corona time, the cinemas aren't actually open, so, you know, we're not going to be able to go to the cinema for a little while. I figured it would be nice to have a big prize draw where as well as having cinema tickets there will be an opportunity to win books, courses and a few other hidden gems as well. So in case you're interested in entering the big prize draw which is taking place today, literally today, check out my Instagram, have a guess what you think the movie quiz is uh, and you'll be entered into that 
price draw which is taking place today, or at the time of this recording at least. And for those who've already seen it and who know, the more entries you give to the movie quiz, so if you've been entering for the last two or three weeks, you'll get more entries into today's prize draw. So in case you're wondering, in case you're kind of joining quite fresh and you say, oh, why's X got like three entries? That's the reason. People who've been loyal to the movie quiz are getting more entries, and I guess I'm kind of rewarding them for kind of turning up every week. So hopefully that all makes sense. Like I say, if you're wanting to enter the movie quiz to potentially win that big prize draw, which is happening today, there's a link to my Instagram page in the show notes as well, or you can just find me, Entrepreneurs Can Party, on Instagram. Alrighty, so two competitions to potentially win some goodies for you this month to make your April feel a little bit better. And we'll now jump into today's show, which is giving an update of things which have happened for the podcast in the past month. So yeah, monthly updates. I figured this time it would be good to talk about my process of how I'm hiring a virtual assistant from the Philippines. Uh, So I've got a few interviews today, uh, I think maybe six or seven that I've got lined up with virtual assistants to check, you know, are they a good fit? Could they do the job or jobs that I'm looking for for them to do? Uh, So yeah, at the time of this recording, I've literally got six or seven lined up for today. So I figured It'd be good to kind of talk you through how I got to this step, you know, how have I got to this place where I've got six or seven potential virtual assistants lined up, uh, one of which I'll eventually hire. How did I, yeah, how did they approach uh, me? How did they find out about my job posting? Where did I post the job, etc., etc. So let's jump into this. It could be quite a nitty gritty episode, and I think it'll be very useful for those who are maybe considering hiring a virtual assistant, particularly those who aren't even considered hiring from abroad. So I live in England, in the UK, and the thought of hiring someone from abroad, from somewhere like the Philippines, where I've never been, (laughs) I may never go, uh, it seemed very intimidating before I kind of got into the process. And I'm going to point you in the direction of a really great YouTuber, a guy called Travis Marziani. I'll put a link to his YouTube channel in the description, in the show notes. He has made this process seem very simple. And how he's done this is simply through providing great YouTube videos. He actually has a few videos where you can see his interviews with virtual assistants, which is really cool. And he gives lots of access to his Google Docs, which kind of list out his whole systems. Like, what does he do step by step to hire a virtual assistant? Some really cool stuff. Like I said, I'll provide a link to his YouTube channel in the show notes. So this is where I've got the inspiration from, you know, seeing Travis as my mentor in some ways, like my online mentor, following his systems, following his steps, and I think actually in one of a previous episode, uh, I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well, I talked about the systems I was starting to put in place to uh, begin this process of hiring a virtual assistant. So if you're looking to get more details around those systems, thinking here about the Excel docs which I've created, which list out all the steps that are required for all of the tasks that I do for my uh, podcast. These are the things which I'll be kind of giving to the virtual assistant. So the tasks I'm primarily focusing on outsourcing to a virtual assistant at the moment are around podcast editing, loading episodes to my podcast host, sending emails to guests to let them know about the podcast has been released, uh, and things like that. A few more kind of things as well. So 
Hopefully you'll be able to find more details of that in that previous episode, which I'll link to in the show notes. I can't remember what episode it is off the top of my head, what number it is, but yeah, there will be a link to that in the show notes. I think that could be interesting and useful for many of you. But in terms of the actual process then, let's kind of go through this step by step. How have I uh, posted a job description, where have I posted it, what was in that job description, what was the process then of like of giving VAs tasks to do before they set up an interview with me, and then what interview questions am I going to ask them today, you know, what can they expect from me, Um, yeah, kind of going through all of that. So the first thing to note is that I posted my job description on onlinejobs.ph, fantastic website which Travis <laughs> ultimately recommended, and this job is exclusively for workers in the Philippines. So yeah, I suppose which the .ph kind of implies, only Filipino workers, uh, virtual assistants can apply to the jobs that you post on here. So that's the first thing to note. But yeah, great website. You do have to pay to get access to to it. There is a free version, but I don't believe the features are as good. So Travis again recommended the paid version. So I paid £60, I believe it was, or yeah, maybe $69, so about £60. And for this, you get to post your job description, see as many applicants as you like, and kind of go through that process with them. So that's what I did. So I paid for the online jobs.ph subscription. I'm gonna cancel it after this month and post my job description. And it's dead easy to do that. What I did is again, simply followed Travis's uh, sample job description post and tweaked it slightly for my own needs because I'm looking primarily for someone who can edit audio and someone who's got excellent, excellent English. So those are the two skills I'm kind of looking for and they're reflected in my job post. I will put a link to the job description in the show notes again so you can see exactly what I wrote. Let's kind of pick out a few key things. First of those is the subject line. So when people are applying to my job, I'll make it clear in the job description that they've got to change the subject line to I want to work with you, host of Entrepreneurs Can Party. Reason I've done that is because it helps to filter out those who aren't really that serious and are kind of just blasting any applications that they can, and then actually reading what the job description says and not reading what the job description entails. So it kind of filters out those people because, just to give you some numbers on this, I've had around 20 people apply at the time of this recording to the role, and out of those 20, at least half didn't change the subject line. So I could immediately just filter them out, haven't bothered to reply to them uh, because they haven't checked if I'm bothered to read my job description properly. So yeah, immediately kind of gets rid of some of the waste, so to speak. So that's the first thing to note. Second thing to note is in the job description, there's a couple of tasks I've given them. The first of those is they've got to find out a piece of information uh, about where I live. So I say, in the literally in the first line of your post of your application, tell me where I live. And it's dead easy, I kind of give them pointers of how they can find this out. It's on my website, so you know, dead easy for them to find out. But again, it's just another hoop they've got to jump through. So yeah, they've got a list, where am I from? Uh, another thing they've got to do is they've got to provide a piece of work they've done before around audio editing. Uh, and again, just has to be a simple WAV file that they include, or they can provide a link to a Google Drive doc or something like that, uh, which again, most did. You know, those who actually corrected the subject line, have most of them have actually provided some sample work, or if they haven't, they've given an explanation of why they haven't been able to. 
one person, for example, worked in-house for a company when he was doing their audio editing, so he hasn't been able to actually transfer that work to, to himself, which makes sense. So I'm kind of lenient on that, I guess. Um, so that's kind of the other thing they've got to do. And the final thing they have to do, which is in the job description, is say why in three sentences they want to want this job. You know, what skills do they think they can bring to the table? Why me specifically? Uh, aside from just the fact they're getting a paycheck, you know, why do they want to work for me? And yeah, summarising all of that in the job description, really important. Third thing I'd add about the job description is then actually saying, what's in it for them? You know, this is a two-way street. As much as I want them to bring you know, their skills to the table, I've got to be able to give something in return. So making it crystal clear what my expectations are in terms of how much I'll be giving them in salary, how many hours I'd like them to work, what perks are of the job, you know, the main perks really, so they can work whenever they like. I haven't really got any sort of set expectations of when I'm expecting them to start working and, you know, actually get the jobs completed. As long as they get the jobs completed in the day, I don't care if they do it right first thing or if they do it late in the evening, it doesn't really matter. So yeah, opportunities to work whenever they want, uh, opportunities for pay increases if they do a good job, and opportunities to learn new skills, which, you know, I try to make it as an attractive proposition as possible whilst giving a decent salary as well. So those are kind of the main things from the job description. Like I say, I will provide a link to the actual job description I posted in the show notes. And following that, then sort of leaving it 24 hours for the the applications to start arriving. And following this, I started to filter out the ones that I wanted to kind of get back to. So I'd email back to those people who'd done a good job, you know, those people who had provided a sample piece of audio, people who had put my hometown in the uh, in their application, people who had changed the subject line, you know, people who had to kind of jump through those hoops. I would then send an email to them. This email would be a, kind of a standard email. I'd just change a few things regarding, you know, who is it to? So, hi, X, you know, person X, uh, thank you for applying and I think you might be a good fit. Again, I can provide that email that I send to them. Uh, if you'd like to see that template, just simply email me, scott at entrepreneurscomparty.com, and I can send you that template email. But essentially it just says, yeah, thank you for applying. I think you might be a good fit. And then I give them a couple more tasks to do. So the, it's a sample project is one of them. And this uh, sample project has a few elements to it. So they have to send me a screenshot of their internet speed really important check actually this and I do actually ask this I'm going to ask this question in the interviews but the reason I ask them to send over their internet speed is because in the Philippines typically it can be quite slow so I just want to kind of gauge you know what is it like is it kind of you know can we kind of get past this because if they're going to be uploading files to Dropbox and things like that a slow internet speed could kind of hamper that a little bit so it's not like a major stumbling block there are ways around it I've heard Travis and his virtual assistants talk about actually upgrading uh, their internet if they do get hired by Travis and, you know, they can work in internet cafes, things like that. But it's an important consideration. So I do get them to send a screenshot of their internet speed to me to, to let me know what it is. I also get them to send a screenshot of how much space they've got in their hard drive. Again, this isn't a massive stumbling block, but it is something to consider. You know, if they haven't got a lot of hard drive, you know, how they're going to get around this. A lot of people probably will just get Dropbox, and actually that's what I'm going to kind of 
hope they're going to do anyway but if they haven't got Dropbox what space do they have on the hard drive because we're going to have some big audio files to edit and things like that so again get them to send that as much as anything it's just like making sure the reading instructions properly as well so that kind of goes with all of these points in the sample projects that I give them the kind of third element of the sample project is to get them to recommend an online tool that they think could be a good addition to my website so on my website at the moment, I've got a section which is online tools for entrepreneurs. And here I list uh, Buzzsprout, which is the podcast host I use, Wave.co, which is the platform that I use to create my audiograms for Instagram and LinkedIn. And I said to the, the virtual assistants, okay, recommend me another tool you would add to this page. You know, what would be useful for people looking to start their own podcast? And yeah, what tool would you recommend? And many people recommended some really cool tools, which is good. And actually, you know, it means I can actually potentially include them on my website. So uh, that has that obvious benefit. The other benefit is it can check have they actually looked at my website properly? Because if they do look properly, they can see what tools I already have, what tools I'm already using, and you know, are these tools they're recommending relevant to what I'm looking for? So yeah, it's been quite a useful. Yeah, it's been quite a useful exercise to see what people have recommended. So that's kind of the third element of the sample project. The fourth element, which and the, probably the most important one for me at least, is I've asked the virtual assistant candidates to provide me with a sample piece of audio that they've mixed themselves and they can do it in free in real time using Audacity, which is a free tool. I point them in the direction of Audacity and also audiojungle.net, which is where I got all the sounds for my introductions from. And I asked them to very simply uh, yeah, mix together an intro with them speaking for a minute about their favourite hobby. So this has a few advantages or it has a few benefits for me to see, okay, what's their English like? You know, can they speak it conversationally? Are they passionate about something? I think that's useful. It's good to have a passion about something. And can they mix audio using Audacity, which is what I'm going to be asking them to do on a very regular basis. So kind of testing those three skills. And yeah, again, I've been pleasantly surprised by the sample projects that people have sent over, particularly the audio skills. So it's really promising. That's kind of the main uh, body of that kind of secondary email. So yeah, once people have applied and I like the look of them, I'll then send this email, this template email, which has this sample project. It also gets them to book an interview with me so they can go onto my Google Drive, which is a link to in this, uh, in this email, and they can just simply pick a time, which is what they've all done. Uh, important note about this, which took me a little while to recognize and realize, is you've got to change the access for virtual assistants to be able to edit that Google Doc. So if they can't edit it, they can't pick a time, and it just means there's an extra bit of back and forth in email saying, sorry, I should have given you access here. The access is now live. And it's dead easy to do that. If you just go to the top right corner of the Google Drive, you can then change the access to anyone can see it or anyone can edit it. Um, yeah, well worth doing that. Otherwise, a bit of a headache if you don't. And brief. So that's kind of the, the third step. It's then a matter of waiting for those emails to come back to say they've scheduled an interview and to say they've provided that sample project. I've then checked out all the sample projects that have been sent to me. And uh, yeah, all of them have been really good to be fair. So we've now got interviews in place and uh, yeah, really excited for what happens next because as I record this on the Thursday, I'm actually doing the interviews on the Thursday so uh, yeah, we're going to wait and see what happens. 
before I kind of wrap up this episode, I thought it'd be quite nice to actually give you an insight into the questions I'm going to ask the VAs in regards to the interview. So I've got a list here. Let me just get it. So again, on Travis's YouTube channel, he kindly shows the interviews that he does with VA. So I've literally copied all these questions from Travis. I can't take the credit whatsoever. But to give you a, a flavour of some of these questions, so the first one I'll probably ask is, tell me about your last job and what you did. Why did you leave your last job, if that question is relevant? If you do get this job, how many hours are you looking to work? I think that's an important one. I'm looking for someone on a part-time basis, so you know potentially they can work this job and another job but if you're looking for someone full-time you know you're probably looking for them to have as many hours as possible available to work so it's worth considering uh, fourth question I might ask is what do you want to learn from this job and get from it uh, other than a paycheck obviously so again this kind of alludes to what skills are they hoping to learn why are they passionate about audio that sort of thing do you own your own computer do you have access to the internet if the internet goes down, which is very common in the Philippines and Manila, how are you going to get around this? Are there local internet cafes you can go to? Do you have a smartphone that you can use? For me, actually, having a smartphone is really important and because I'm going to ask VAs to work from their smartphone uh, using a few apps. So, yeah, really important as well. Uh, maybe sixth, seventh question, what we're on, I don't know. Uh, when would you be able to start work? So, you know, can you start as soon as possible? Have you got a notice period at your current job? Have you ever worked for a foreign employer before? So, you know, testing, have they got those, you know, have they done virtual assistant work before? Um, have they worked with an English speaker before? How fast is their internet connection? Two megabits per second seems quite slow, so if they're above that, that's ideal. And obviously they will have sent me those screenshots in the sample project, so I've already got an idea, but again, it's just to kind of check that. Where in the Philippines are you? So depending on where they are will kind of determine how fast their internet is. And it also gives me an idea of some areas are more prone to natural disasters and typhoons, for example. So it just gives me an inkling about that. Uh, do they have any video editing and Photoshop skills as well as in audio? Uh, because for me, I'm looking for people who've got potential to learn new skills and particularly around uh, video editing and Photoshop. So something I'm kind of looking out for. Uh, do you have a PayPal account? This has probably been my preferred way to pay a virtual assistant, so not a biggie. If they don't have it, we can they can either get it or there'll be other ways to kind of pay them. But again, just a useful question. Uh, long-term goals. What are your long-term goals? Uh, for me, I'm looking for someone for the long-term, you know, as long as they're around. So uh, it's an important question just to kind of gauge what their ambitions are. Are they looking to start their own business one day? Is this a temporary fill gap for them, this job? If it is, not ideal for me. I'm looking, like I said, I'm looking for someone on a bit more of a long-term basis. How much money are you looking to make? It's an important question. Might not be one I'm comfortable with asking, but uh, yeah, important. I want to know what their expectations are, if they're ultimately going to be happy with how much I'm paying them. If they're not, then, you know, might not be a good fit and they might resent me. So uh, it's an important question. And then I ask a random, I'm going to ask a random question. Uh, if you could have a conversation with anyone, living or dead, who would you choose and why? The reason for this one is just to test their ability to think quickly in English. You know, what's the fluency like, that sort of thing. And then the final question I'll probably ask is, how many other companies are you interviewing with? Do you have other interviews lined up? For me, this is just to gauge 
have I got any competition? <laughs> is there any time pressure there to actually get an offer to the virtual assistant as quick as possible? So there you have it. Those are the questions I'm going to be asking virtual assistants in the interview process. And I'll leave it there for this update because I haven't actually interviewed these people yet. So once I do, I'll then be able to, in the next update, potentially talk about who I've hired and what steps I've taken to kind of onboard the virtual assistant. All really exciting stuff. I've never managed people before. So for me, it's all new territory. And I'll leave it there. So thank you so much for listening. I hope this has been useful to some of you. Lots and lots of links in the show notes to all those various resources which I've talked about throughout this episode. And if you have any particular questions, you can email me, scott.entrepreneurscomparty.com and I'd love to uh, to be able to help you in any way, You know, talk you through any of these specifics in more detail. Or of course, you can find me on social at entrepreneurscomparty. Have a lovely, lovely weekend. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Hopefully I'll see a few of you enter these competitions I've got running simultaneously, whether it's the Netflix competition, you know, simply leaving a review of this podcast in Apple Podcasts, or whether it's my Saturday movie quiz, which concludes today, for April at least. There will be another competition running next month, so we get still plenty of time to potentially win some lovely, lovely prizes. Alrighty, have a lovely day, and I'll speak again very, very soon. Do take care. Hey, hey, so something I'm asked a lot, or have been asked a lot in recent weeks, is what did you do to rank number 10 in the Apple Podcast charts? And the truth is very long-winded, which is why I've decided to put together a free 7,000 plus words blog post, which breaks down step-by-step exactly what I've done. It gives you download numbers, marketing strategies, technical podcast details, and a ton of useful information. Now you don't need 20 your email to access it or anything like that. I'm basically wanting to share my knowledge so that you can have a greater chance of a successful podcast launch and start your podcasting adventure on the right track. If you'd like to find out more details about this fantastic 7,000 word plus blog post, simply visit scottstockdale.co.uk forward slash rank to check it out. That's scottstockdale.co.uk forward slash rank.